Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian. Joined by my guest today, Cameron Shanton of Shanton Productions. Welcome. Welcome back. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, uh, Logar, great to be here again. I think it's been a while since the last time we talked. It really hasn't been too long because we're re-recording. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since we last did. <laughs> we're testing out some new software today. Hopefully it turns out turns out well and, and we like it. So. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, I thought, and I just thought, you know, the last one, the recording didn't sound as good, and someone said this might fix the problem, so let's try it, and we're trying it. Yeah, full speed ahead. <laughs> Try to do something to improve. So, you've got a few things going on right now? Yeah, got a, a, a few things going on. Uh, I'm uh, writing for a couple of Zine Quest projects, World Breaker and the Dark Tides of Zeratos. Really looking forward to those. That's uh, Wayne Robert, uh, or uh, Wayne Kanepa, you might see him referenced as, is, is t- sort of taking the lead on those projects. Got a great, great team put together, you know, supporting the writing and, and artwork and all in all, it's just, it's been a great experience and a great project. Um, and it's breaking milestones left and right. That's going on. Uh, and then I've got a couple of smaller uh, projects that I'm working on, uh, on my own that I'm aiming to have released next month. And, and hopefully my world of galley project will be ready to go for zine quest in february excellent so what is that (laughs) (laughs) uh the worldly galley is a a sort of a magical you know take your standard fantasy world advance it to uh sort of post-atomic age uh or, or right thereabout and then make it all go apocalyptic uh, oh. So you've got sort of marauding, uh, you know, r- marauding robot paper boys and sentient forklifts and, you know, rogue AI running the street, all in this like post-collapse fantasy world with a mix of like Magitech weaponry and and armors and, you know, vehicles. And, and then you've got that sort of clashing with you know, tech itself being sentient and acting on its own accord. I'd like to I'd like to know a little bit more about the sentient forklift. It sounds like he might make my day job a little easier. Oh yeah, I was <laughs> I, so, uh, I got I got the art back on that uh from the uh from my artist. Uh she goes by Grammy Brad online. She's got great stuff. Uh check her out. She writes a visual novel that's uh that's pretty cool if I have to say. But uh, yeah, she she, uh, she drew up this this crazy looking forklift with like a brain. It's got like Mojo Jojo vibes. Is is sort of the best way I can, or, or the or the brain from hey, hey, uh, Mojo Jojo. Was that the Powerpuff Girls? Is yeah, 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 I, yeah. I know my Powerpuff Girls. I know power. <laughs> I've seen a lot of Powerpuff Girls. I have a teenage daughter, and she spent many yeah. hours watching that with yeah. me on my lap. <laughs> yeah, my sister growing up uh, spent a lot of time uh, watching it too. And hey, you know, it's actually it's not that bad of a show. It was fun. We enjoyed it. We got we, yeah. we got into Powerpuff Girls for a bit there. I think we've yeah. been over that one for about a decade. But yeah. we got into it for a minute there. <laughs> yeah, been a while, huh? <laughs> but yeah, so I've got that going on. Uh, I'm really excited about that project. I'm not sure uh, how many uh, zines I'm going to aim for in total in terms of how many issues I'm going to do. But I think, you know, I've, I've talked to a 
couple of other you know creatives and, and publishers in the OSR scene, and uh, I think what I'm going to do is is I think I'm going to break it down to to three issues, you know, over the course of a year and a half or, or two years, depending on, you know, cause I kind of do this, you know, in my spare time. So how long are these, how long are the, are you intending these issues to be? I think I'm going to aim for around 50 to 55 pages for each, oh. uh, to, to keep information condensed and to keep things down to three issues. And then I think maybe at some point, depending on how the Kickstarters go for those, um, I might do, you know, a combined hardback as sort of a, a limited thing i like those that that's the kind of thing i, I get excited about like I, i've got a few zines that or zine collections that have been compiled into hardback and and i've got a few more i'm waiting on from kickstarters and i really those are that's like one of the coolest things that's my favorite there <laughs> yeah, I, yeah you know i love that in terms of like a, a design a sort of like a design process is, is to do like sort of the box set first and then say well if you have the zines you don't need the hardback but if you want here's a hardback with all three of them compiled into one well and, and let me say you can always drop a few extra things into the hardback that wasn't in the originals exactly <laughs> uh and I, and I think that'd be a great opportunity to 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 go back and and do revisions as they're needed and you know update art and layout and, and stylization and stuff like that you know depending on how my personal preferences change over time so yes yeah so i'm really excited about that i i'm also uh currently in the process of going back and doing a rework of all of my previously published work oh really yeah i'm going through i'm doing some minor revisions on content but i'm primarily focusing on you know including better art improving the layout improving the overall design you know and and it's going really great so far um i'm having a great time with it i found a layout design that that i really like the lair of lazier uh is finished as of now that one is up on my drive through and on my my itch page uh i would prefer people use my drive through uh the cut you get you know as a creator is, is a little better from from their site oh okay. i didn't realize that yeah well you know itch is uh itch is sort of funny because you can you can i guess you can technically choose how much of it you end up giving to them but their pro the processing fees is is really the killer on, ah, on itch i see i'm a little curious to know some more about the current kickstarter that's out uh world breaker and dark ties of zeratos yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's going great. Um, World Breaker is something that I'm especially excited for as, as somebody who like you know runs home games, right? Um, it's a really really cool kind of toolbox that introduces like world shattering cataclysms that game masters or referees essentially take their campaign settings, destroy them. And then evolve that setting in a new direction. So I think that's going to be awesome. From what I've seen so far, I think it's a lot of roll tables and a, a good amount of advice. The the art is awesome. That's that's very much what I kind of doing in my current campaign. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I'm curious to look at this. And that's. That is available both for Old School Essentials and for 5th Edition, correct? Yep, that's correct. 
Uh, and then uh, same thing with uh, the Dark Tides of Zeratos. I uh, I wrote uh, an adventure for that one, uh, and with the Kickstarter doing so well, it's looking like I'm going to be writing a second one um, myself, along with a couple of other people. So really looking uh, forward to that. That's sort of that. That's more of a campaign setting, right? The Dark Tides yeah. of Zeratos, and. It, it basically details sort of a, a flooded world. Uh, so you've got all these different, like, disconnected islands all over the place. And it, it makes it great because you can have one adventure one place and another another place. And they don't have to, you know, fit thematically or in terms of, you know, the overarching genre. And I think that's, that's really awesome. You know, it adds a lot of new psionics and sorcery sort of additions for 5e and for ose that that i love uh one of the carcass crawlers has a psionic class in it that i think is uh sorry a kineticist class in it that is my favorite thing ever hands down so (laughs) what I'm curious to know about the kineticist class. What is that? What does that entail? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I I really like the way they did this. So you know, with like normal spell class, uh, like normal spell ca- casters, right? You've got like first, second, third, fourth, and fifth level spells. If you're playing five e, higher than that. The kineticist class has a set amount of psionic abilities, kinetic abilities that they can use that they basically unlock as they go through levels. So they sort of get these like ability points as they level up that they can use to unlock new psionic abilities and stuff and then those abilities scale based on your level. And I love that. And they're so they're ranged and varied in a in a way that's that's awesome. And so kind of like like someone was on here recently talking about a misadventure games and they use a magic system there where you don't know what spells people could have at first level could be a wide variety. You have fireball, but your fireball may only do one D six and it, it scales up. So is that kind of what you're saying with the kineticist? It's, it could be all these different things that get more powerful as the level goes up is what I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very similar to that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. That's an interesting, that's a, it's an approach. It's very, it's kind of different. I mean, our spells do tend to go up with level, but a lot of them you just can't reach till a higher level. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. <laughs> There's no low level. God, you kind of have to like get past the, the, uh, you know, the, the, the finish line first. Right? Yeah. <laughs> But you'll be you'll be doing plenty of magic missiles, and you'll be able to read magic quite a few times while you're getting there. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, knock on doors. Uh, you know, phantom knocking. Uh, <laughs> I like knock. It's a good spell. I, you know, I've definitely made dungeons where you're going to need a knock spell in order to get through it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I definitely, I have a habit when I play five E of overusing uh, the cantrip prestidigitation. I will find any excuse under the sun to use that particular cantrip. <laughs> I, I, I remember, I, I remember the first time I ran across Prestidigitation because I don't recall it being in Second Edition because I don't remember and, and AD and D. Maybe it was in some of the the zero level spell rules that were there. Right. I don't remember it being around, but Third Edition was Pathfinder. I think was one of the one of the players had uh, had picked up Prestidigitation when I was doing that. And that was definitely the most used spell at our table for that game. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's got a lot of fun usage. So. <laughs> I like you get good mileage out of it. 
Yeah, I like spells that you can be creative with and do. It's not. It does exactly this. But when you get to to play around with it and come up with new, unique ways to use them, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think I feel you know, and that's what makes prestige. You know, prestidigitation. prestidigitation. Yeah, what a mouthful. <laughs> Uh, that's what makes that such an interesting spell is that uh, like most spells in tabletop games tend to just be damage done in a different styling. Yeah, you know, it's like you know, fire this amount of raw damage this distance, and it's the you know skinned to look like an ice spike or a fireball <laughs> or you know, but yeah. it's it spells like that that you can kind of go wild with, you know. Uh- I, if if you read through old uh, basic fantasy RPG, they do he they have the way that they approach his spells. There is very much it feels like he's trying to accomplish Chris Gonerman. He definitely does that, like trying to make those spells more useful and more creative with them. You may just get a light spell, but the ways you can use it are vast. <laughs> yeah, definitely got to look more at that. I, I finally I picked up a copy of it. I gotta like really do a deep dive because I feel like I would love the system. Uh, it's good. I've I, I actually ran some of it recently in the last couple of months. I'm a fan of it. I like, I, and I've been a fan of it for a while. I don't know why that. I, it just thought the the spell approach was really what put me in mind. I feel that that's something that was going on with that specifically game. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> We're coming close to time. Could you tell the listeners where they can find you online and where they can pick up your stuff? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you can find me online uh, on Facebook. I've got a Facebook page that's, uh, I think, uh, at Chanton Production. You can uh, check out my stuff on Itch. Um, that's uh, under uh, Later of Life. Um, I believe it's lateroflife.itch.io. Uh, and then uh, my preferred sort of uh, dis- distribution method is uh, is definitely drive through. Uh, you can find my stuff there, under, again, under Shanton Productions, uh, or I think you can search my name, too. I've got myself listed as an author uh, on, on my stuff. Excellent. Well, thank you for coming back on again. It's been good talking to you. Yeah, been great being back. Thanks for having me on. No, yeah, no doubt. If you have enjoyed what you've heard here today, give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook, just search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I am on Twitter at LogarHaleCrom. We're on Patreon, and we could really use the support. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.